Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Still in the basement. No longer alone. With my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement. See, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artists or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Let's see who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. Hey everybody, this is Kenny Bobian and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Hi, this is Robin S. And you're listening to Javon and Therese in the basement. Show them it up! Can't do it, y'all. Hey, this is Avery Sunshine and I am in the basement with Javon and Therese. Shine. <laughs> What's up? It's your girl Monifa and you're tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, it's your girl, Allison Williams, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, this is Lenny Williams, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese playing my kind of music. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just. Cause she wasn't even there, actually. But anyway, but she did um, mention none other than Shaka Khan as one of her. Why you gotta say? Wait a minute. Why you gotta say Shaka? <laughs> she did mention none other than Shaka Khan. <laughs> I'm like, where does your voice go? <laughs> what happened? What's happening? Even the mere mention of her name. Silence. Oh gosh. Would you believe I'm blushing? Yes. Hard. (laughs) You're speechless blushing. That's the thing. 
speechless question. Grazie, I can't help it. There's a shocker. There's a shocker rehab, you know. If there's a cure for this, I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, senses, though, Jay. I'm gonna send y'all some perfume. I'll, I'll definitely I'll get an address. I'll send y'all out tomorrow. You can send me some cologne because I mean, oh, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I Just in case that. I should meet I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. <laughs> okay, Doki, babe. Whatever you say. I just want to wish everybody um a happy Shaka Kanika. All right, thank you. Let's let's carry on. I'm sorry. Javon, yeah, there's a pill you're going to be. Able to take. I promise I can tell you which way you went, but they're coming for you. Time. So, and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, you. thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just do this. And I think it's it's time, Therese, to do a little rapid fire with um, Mr. Richard Pryor, I think so. I think so. So, don't worry, we won't hurt you. Hey, party people, what's going on? Ah, tonight's gonna be deep. What's happening, Silky Smooth? And you know, I'm hearing an echo. Hearing an echo? I was. I just heard my my own voice. Um. Anyway, it's good. It's gone. Whatever it was. Um. I I'm. I have all of these things in my head, and um. I just. I don't know. You know. I. Last second, Sally. Tammy, too much. All of these extra personalities and all this shit. Um, so at the last second, I decided that it would be interesting to do another rapid fire. I'm actually like a year behind in the rapid fires, to be honest. Like there's a, a whole entire year worth of rapid fires and interviews that we did. But it works out 
to me, in my in my opinion, because um, some of the interviews that we may not remember all of what they said, or um, people we peeps we haven't seen in a while, we get to bring them on screen. It's like they're here during that period, so it works out. But I've been on a roll recently. I don't know if you noticed that. Like almost mm-hmm. about every week, I've been doing a new rapid fire, and um, today. I kind of slid home, like, right under, right in time to come online and um, to have a piece of chicken. and Piece of chicken? Yeah, then it, it occurred to me, I was like, hey, now I'm behind uploading the rapid fires that I show on, the, like, Terry Dexter that we did last week. I haven't put it up on Instagram and um, you know, like I'm just a little behind with those things. It's very interesting the way I give myself these chores. Um, I, I always, I'm, I'm like, Javon, please don't have any more bright ideas. Okay. You're killing me, son. Just stop. Just stop with the bright freaking ideas. But anywho, I said, you know, we should try. I'm going to aim to have a new rapid fire each show. It's not like there's not enough material. So anyway, at least, especially on Wednesday nights for some reason. I don't know why. Only because that's the day that I'm at work with the pressure. And why let the pressure stop here? Why why stop the pressure? Let's just keep it going. Let's make this pressure too. Fuck it. You know? Hmm. Yeah, I've heard that, but at the same time, that's not going to help. Why not? For so many reasons, Rez. First of all, um, as you've commented, you like the outtakes that I do on Rapid Fire. Let's just let's just say Rapid Fire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's because I, I'm I'm going through it and I put my own stank on it. I'm not a freaking control. Freak. <laughs> you know what? You, Levon, and the one with the eyes. The three of you. You're not my therapist. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. What? You what? know, in one in one sense, um, maybe maybe it's just that I it's something that I enjoy doing, which is why I do it. So why not do it? And this way it will be done the way I want it done. What is wrong with that? I mean it doesn't make sense for me to have someone else do my vision of something. So, in other words, there's so much material that you can grab. You can grab so much from an hour's interview. But the thing that someone else may find interesting, I may not find it interesting. So... I try to make them look a particular way. And I have a certain thing in my in my mind. It's almost like being if you're an author, why would you have somebody else write your book? Mm. Why why get why get somebody <clears throat> else to write your book? I I don't get that. I don't I don't see it as I think that's a bad analogy because the author it, it, it you know the the information has already been done like the interview is already there um someone else doing it um 
affords you some things as well, you know, um, because everybody's perspective is different that way. It has uh, a different, you know, the, the information, the, the, the book, if you will, be it that you use that analogy, the book is already, uh, <laughs> the book is already, <laughs> The book is already there and written, be it that the interview is already there. So that's already done. What, what you have is a, a fresh perspective on some other things that may be important to the world, not necessarily. It takes it, it, takes it out of being um, – well, let me say this. I, just, I disagree with that perspective, you know, um, when it comes down to editing parts. You know, you were a part of the – the, the writing itself, the interview itself, you know, so that's going to stand regardless, you know, um, but someone editing something that they find interesting, you still get to say yay or nay, but you also could get a different perspective outside that could mean something to other people that you could totally miss, you know, that's, um, that's, that's one of the, and, I, and I'll take it off you for a second. And and say that um, there are a lot of roles that I've played throughout the course of my um, professional and creative career, and I found that you know I everything does not rest with me, you know. Um, whereas I'm I'm good at a whole lot of things, I'm not good at some things, and my opinion or view is not the sole one, you know. Um, so when you're working with a team of folk, um, input is key, you know? Well, um, that's, that's it, absolutely true. I agree with that 100%. Input is, is very, is, um, is very important. Um, in some things, in other things, if you are, if you have something that you want to create, then all be, you know, you should create it. Right. Now, if you need help creating that thing, if let's just say you're trying to create a thing and it it's not coming out the way you intended it to come out, then definitely get some help to do it, you know, or some advice or some input. How should I do it? What do you think? However, if you enjoy what you're doing and um I say and creating I mean then I think that you should you should create it and I enjoy creating them and so that's why I do it and I think for the most part they have had some very positive um, feedback I've not had any negative feedback about the rapid fire. Oh, it's not. It's not a negative or positive thing. It's art. You know, right. it's subjective. Right. So, so it's really not art. But it's it's art told from one perspective. When you're the only one who does it. If someone, and I'm saying not do it at all. What I'm saying is if if it's if if you're the only one holding the brush, it's only going to be from your perspective, as it should be. If it's just if, if it's your, if, but if it's if it's something that you create, let's just say, for example, Therese, you you decided that um, each week for the show there was a particular piece of something that you do that maybe we don't know that you do, right? Mm-hmm. 
I did hear you singing a little bit on your chicken stew. That was interesting at the end, of, you know, a little thing. Cute. Yeah, that was cute. I, I I I wish I knew how to download from Instagram because definitely that that's something that you shared. But I was making fun. That was that was so much fun. That was so cute. Um but if there was something, let's just say you you write poetry. I don't know. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But let's just say you you write poetry and mm-hmm. each week you decide that you want to share your poems mm-hmm. on the show. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because I'm creative in this visual way, or I like to, maybe maybe people think I'm not creative, but may but I I enjoy creating. So maybe I would create an intro um poetry moment with Therese or by Therese or something like that. And maybe you don't like that. Maybe you don't like what I so then you say, Yo Jay, can I just pop in and do my poem without the intro? Then I'm like, Okay, cool. All right, do your thing. And then you you get on and you do your poem. You spit every single week. Is somebody supposed to help you with the poem? I mean, unless no, unless it's, you want help with the poem. So it's the same thing. To me, it's a creative. It's not, no, 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 no. It's, no, it's, it's, it's you not. creating what you create. Mm-hmm. For me, like rapid fire or or the little visual things that I do. Those are my creations. Uh, like like my me being creative. My actually a creative outlet. So to give to, to have somebody else do it, I mean I guess you know it kind of I guess does, when I, I guess when you want something to stay where it is, you can um do or or um you will have all uh all ways of supporting exactly where you need to be, you know. Um as you were thinking as you were speaking rather, um I thought about times where I've been in um um like for example, I've written scripts and things over the course of my you know, written scripts for stuff and by the time now if I'm going to keep it a hobby, I could open my my closet and you can see all the scripts I've ever written. <laughs> you know, or for whatever maybe, reason I hold on to them. Maybe 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 your script, somebody will hear it or see it or read well, it and No 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 no. Hear me up. out on, on that. Meaning I could open the closet and see a volumes and volumes of, of the stuff I've written. Um as a hobby, as a whatever, doesn't matter. But the moment that um and, and it has happened to me, that's how I had to I had to get this uh I had to get this in real time, you know, when you have other folk that are, you know, and, I, and you know what, I can go twofold with this too. I've been a part of professional productions where there was a, a writer of a book, a writer of the score, you know, different people had different elements and they were all supposed to come together as one, right? And things did not move at all because of no one wanting to allow anybody else to make it cohesive, you know. Um, and I'm thinking about myself, and that was somebody else's production. I was off-Broadway production. All this money was invested, and phew, the show didn't go. It was devastating. The show did not go, you know. Um, 
Mm. It was your and, show, or you were? Uh, no, I was. I was uh, at that time. I was the production stage manager for the show, mm-hmm. and um, there and committed like everybody else was, actors and everybody else. And the person who wrote the book, and the person who wrote the score, were two different people, and they uh, could not come into an agreement and work together for the greater good because they were all um, committed to their own situation. Now, mind you, the book didn't go anywhere and the score didn't go anywhere separate from each other. <laughs> you know, and what what needed to happen was them to come together to make the production fly where they both could have been stupid wealthy. It was a real big and, and backers had given them a ton of money. See, that, now that's the thing. Somebody want to give me some money so that the, No, I didn't, no. Mm-mm, hello. Mm-mm. That's 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 a different that's a different situation. I'm it, just saying, you know, somebody wanna wanna buy rapid fire. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> let's let's move on to something else. <laughs> this is like this, this you're you're clear where you're clear where you are, and it's to be respected, and you're but, clear but, what you, you know, want to do. Just because it's where I am doesn't mean it's where I always will be. You know, things change, people change, situations. People evolve. Maybe maybe there's some evolution I can do in this. And the other thing is, you know, Misty, the one thing you did say was promotion. I'm always open to assistance with promotion, however that looks, whatever that looks like. I'm definitely down for that. Hi, LaVon, you missed it. There was a whole big therapy <laughs> session where I'm too controlling. Uh that's not what that's not what was said. But that is not even what was said. And I think, you know, this show it would be um <laughs> LaVon, you're late. You're supposed to <laughs> Oh gee. Oh no, she did say I was controlling. She did say that. She said you were controlling? Yeah, she that's a direct quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. <sighs> well, you know, this controlling is not necessarily a bad word all the time either. You know, no. You know, when it's your stuff, you do it your way. Period. You know, that's it. You live in, and there's something to be said for living and dying on your own sword. What, there is that, something that, what to be said is. for that. There is something to be said for that. You know, if you're <laughs> happy, do it. That's and and if you're unhappy. If if you are doing things your own way and you are bumping your head and you are uncomfortable and you are not happy, then definitely I agree 100% that you should seek help. Get assistance immediately. <sighs> this is the age-old creative argument for me. It's like, okay, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you but gonna two do? great things came out of Philadelphia today. Two? Great, 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 great things. You said two great things? No, I said, but some great things came out of Philadelphia today. Okay, hit me with some great things. Yes, Philadelphia City Council um, did something amazing that I hope other states adopt. You know, um, and um, there are a couple of, well, more than a couple of news junkets uh, talking about it how it is possible. And oftentimes city council people, you know, outside of representing their immediate constituents, you know, when they get together to do something for a, 
for the greater good, for the community, everybody benefits, not just the air, people in your area. Hmm. So in Philadelphia, everybody, um, all the city council folk got together and they did a, They proposed a new law that they got it passed. And it eliminates what's, and I think the identical law here was stop and frisk. Uh-huh. Um, they've eliminated the pulling over uh, of people in cars um, for illegal, tra- for like mini- menial traffic infractions, meaning if you have a broken tail light, they cannot pull you over and frisk your car, I mean, search your car. Oh, and that, that is um, a major piece of legislation that has um, been passed. And um, there are a few other states that are looking at it and, and looking to adopt it. I hope New York, New Jersey is one. That should um, be a- it should be, but you know, they, there was a lot fighting it, and I don't know when they started, when they stopped. But the idea is that everybody came together and and got it done. And um, and traditionally, council people may not think unless you ask them. Then you know, it's so, it's so interesting how people think and behave, because you could be like I'm clear on the separation between thoughts and behaviors. Thank God, because your thoughts or your or your what you say. And what you and how you show up in what you say, um, sometimes are so far out of alignment until you know it's like okay, you know, you, all right. You didn't mean what you said. Well, no, you meant what you said. It's just that you're not practicing what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you know that that you mean what you say, and okay. some people are very demonstrative in meaning what they say. But the reality is, there's still levels of hypocrisy in it. And Philadelphia being a, a city that's majority, you know, folk of color, um, they got that done at a council level. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to benefit the city greatly because they they were giving some crazy stat. And I, if I'm saying this correctly, um, they were saying like 70% of the people pulled over for minor traffic infractions were people of color. Of course. And yeah, and and only one percent, you know, one. I do remember that correctly. One percent um, actually turned up with something that you know was punishable. So you know, you can't say that you know. And then I think about people like Sandra Bland and all those folks mm-hmm. that get pulled over every day, you know, that end up yep. losing lives and and things in a way that just is just horrific how that would have benefited, you know, I think about uh, Ferguson and all those places that, you know, had all those things happen and people just getting pulled over or you driving too fast and pulling you over. Yeah. I want to search your vehicle. Get out of the vehicle. I smell this. It takes the discernment out of the police's hands that way. Yep. You know, so now if you get pulled over in Philadelphia, um, uh, it is illegal for them to do that you know, whether they are practicing or not and anything that they find subsequently after that or, or whatever, you know, gets thrown out, you know, consent to nothing. That's amazing. And so it's only in Philly. It's not the whole state of Pennsylvania. No, it's Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. Really? I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-mm-mm. That's that's terrible. That's terrible. You know, I got remember I was it had me going through. I got pulled over once on the Belt Parkway, um, riding my motorcycle, and he asked me for my phone number, and I was so incensed. It took me a good maybe 
I don't even know if I actually calm down. I always make a point saying never ride angry. Um, but I peeled off and splashed mud all over them because when I had to pull over, there was nothing but mud to pull into. And I was trying to look for a patch of grass, but it just wasn't working. It was going toward the, the Verrazano. And he pulled me over, <laughs> rolled behind me very closely, pulled me over now, pull over now, now, now. And that's very scary from the back when you're like, don't have anything protecting you. When I finally did pull over in the damn mud, he gets out and asks me for my goddamn phone number. And I was incensed. Your phone number for what? Exactly. Exactly. What did he want a date? I don't know what he wanted. I was incensed. I was so angry, you know, because first of all, it was like scary to say the least. And it was just, um, there was no reason to pull me over. I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, Eric something. Eric something. That's a trip, man. Wow. I'm sorry, Miss DJ. Yeah, that that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, I've had some minor run-ins. Um, thank God, you know, they just left me a little shaken, whether it be from fear or, like, that anxiety, you know, that goes along with, oh, shit, this is getting ready to get out of hand, or um, shaken from anger. Like, I, I can't believe these MFers did, you know, so... Speaking of words, do any of y'all have a friend that turns into girl six when they start talking about food? Piss me off today. Never felt so dirty about stir fry in my life. <laughs> Ooh, girl six when they start talking about food. I'm glad mm, you mentioned that, but go ahead. I probably do. <laughs> if it ain't me, I probably do. <laughs> I think you. I think you kind of do. Therese, to be honest, I think when you start oh, talking boy. about food and the texture and the da, yeah, talk to Resi about some food, some good <laughs> food, see what happens as oh. it starts to rise. But oh, I'm curious about something, speaking about um, Girl 6. Is there, and what, I'm sure there is. But what is the name, and maybe LaVon knows the answer to this, if you don't, Therese. What is the name of the sexuality where people are only attracted to voices or they get off on, like, girl sex stuff, like like phone sex and not um, – is it, it must be, like, an audio sexual. Is that – a thing is that so just voices yeah like just voices i mean there are people that get off just on feet there are people that get off on scent i guess and different strokes for different folks this is this is by the way not a um a judgment it's it's an honest question hmm breathing hard and stuff i was like you know i don't like you like that right and i'm at work could I just have my stir fried chicken? <laughs> but is there is there a word? This, see, this is pop would notice too, right? Demisexual. What is it? Demisexual. Huh? Is that the, is that it? I would think that that would be like 
um, romanticizing or sexualizing um, God? Like, aren't... Demisexual? I don't know why I think that, but... I don't think that's... um, Okay. What is it? What is there a definition? Yeah. A person who is demisexual, a person who is demisexual experiences sexual attraction only when they feel a true emotion or bond with someone. For instance, they may not feel sexually attracted, but they could randomly see talking to someone or a form of as a form of emotional connection, and they might be sexually attracted over a period of time. So, yeah, uh, as in a case with any type of sexuality, there's room for nuance here. For that reason, any definition of demisexuality isn't absolutely concrete. It's up to the individual who truly defines their own sexuality and how it presents itself. You know, um, you know, it's, it's just like for voices, I don't know. I, I would say, um, you know, what is it in the voice? What does the voice make you feel like, or how does it make you feel? Um, Missy J is saying oralism. Isn't it? That... <laughs> you know. Oh, gee. Okay, I'm. I'm not gonna say what I was. Yeah. Um... I mean, there's certainly, there's certainly, you know, people. There's certainly great voices out there. I went to. I had my routine doctor's visit, and the receptionist had an amazing voice. I was like, wow. I said, you should do voiceovers. You have an amazing voice. She said, people have said that before. I said, no, I, I think so. But, you know, again, it's art subjective, <laughs> you know. No, this is true. I mean, but, you know. Everything doesn't have to be sexual, though, you know. There we go. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just well, saying. Look, it's, you know, you stay out of okay. freaking trouble when you stay out of people's beds and people's loins. Ain't nobody going to nobody's bed. Ain't nobody going I said to loins. Okay. Even that area. So we're going straight. We're going to stay out of people's physical loins. However, it is Scorpio season, and I need you. I don't know if I can survive this. <laughs> Man. I need you, Therese, <laughs> to, all right, I don't need you to find everything sexual. However, it would be a I'm fun. to you, though. It would be, what? It would be a fun exercise. Let's make this intellectual. It's not intellectual. And I don't want people to think I'm always intellectual. But I do, but I, you know, but my brain kind of does function a certain way. As, but mostly in a laugh track, you know. <laughs> okay. Oralism is a sexual fetish defined as the arousal or excitement caused by sound. Aha. I like that. I like that. Thank you. you a you... sexual fetish defined yes. as sexual arousal. That's that's what that's what I was asking. What is that? Is it is there a fetish? Is there a name of a fetish? Thank you so much, Missy J. Oh, freaky ta. She's a Scorpio for sure. So so um, what are you saying? You know somebody who um uh, has huh? se- has sexual fetishes when they speak to someone or hear huh? something? No, I just. Mm. <laughs> Oh, gosh. You need to sit on the couch. <laughs> LeVar, we need to get a referral going. <laughs> Something. She needs to get on the couch quick. See, what time she's out roaming the world, you know, I'm a wordsmith, so if you go with that, I got you. The must come before you get a physical good. I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> oh gosh! You know, I I just like to have fun. I I do. I you know that can get you caught up in some shit though, man. Yeah, but I don't. I, I look. I don't. There are a lot of crazies out here today. These right here, they right here. I'm like that Will Smith hitch right here. It okay? It's, yeah, it's but, there, but but when you involve somebody else. See, that's fine if you're doing solo projects, like if you're in your in your um in your house just with yourself. But the moment you enlist, engage someone else, it has the possibilities of going bananas. It does. You know, it, it has the possibilities and eighty five percent of the time it does. For no reason. Because I mean, because then you go back to I didn't do nothing. It's like so Nothing sure did cause a lot of damage. You know what I mean? Or nothing sure did cause a lot of unnecessary conflummics. You know? It sells them nothing. The sound, if it, it sounds like me getting in the way. Get in, my in every way. Ooh. In every way. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know why I was thinking of Shaka Khan just now. But I'm going to stop for a second. Okay, I didn't stop. I need, I think I need to play a Shaka song, right? Just a little bit. Just It's the Shaka-holism. Just a little bit. drive as they got older uh well you <laughs> and not so much really um changes meaning meaning what are you talking about um uh, a difference in where you stopped and started, or are you talking about it getting worse or better, or you know, a drive meaning less or more? Like, can you give me some give me some surrounding stuff on that? Specificity, Levon. Specificity. Shaka yeah. sexual. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't make that one up. That Sage <laughs> did that. I didn't do it. Okay, just for for the record. For the record. Let the record show. Let the record show. Because the word fetish was mentioned. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta make sure that you're not. uh, You're answering exactly what was said there, and not. uh... 
pause is always a good thing. <laughs> pause is always a good thing. So you can you answer that question, Javon? Which question? The the question Levon says, uh, as long as we're on the subject, did anyone else experience changes in their drive as they got older? Oh. Yeah, as you, they say as you, um, for, they say as women, uh, hormonally, we are doing this. <laughs> and we get to an apex of where we're most, and that's in somewhere in between, in, in our 40s, like between 40 and, between 40 and 50. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed to be at our all-time. I know when, when I, I turned know. 40, it was difficult to sit still. I was already having a hard time sit, sitting still prior to that. But, um, <laughs> Um, I would say, yeah, I, my my understanding um has matured. I think my understanding of the whole thing has matured. So I'm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's all relative. You know what I'm saying? You just don't, you know, like. Yeah, man. Yep. I don't know. I guess I'm. I've always been kind of like, sometimes I feel like it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. Never, never that. <laughs> but sometimes I just, uh, you know, sometimes it's the furthest thing away from where I need to be. And other times it's like, not that. <laughs> you know, for me, it's mostly always within arm's reach. Well, yeah. It's like one one word phrase, one cent, one something, and I'm okay. <laughs> oh, you yeah, know. I'm I'm pretty much you know. I'd be dead as hell. <laughs> I'd be super dead I'm if if that were the case. Ah. No, just yeah, no. Ah. I, 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 I remember having a really um, great conversation, and I don't remember how old. I want to say I was in my mid, maybe 30s. And one of my my best guy friends um, and one of my girlfriends was uh, not not someone I was dating, a, a friend of mine. Um, we were ha- we got locked into this major conversation that still stands with me. Um, I can't remember everything that was said, but it was centered around um, each one of our experiences in the world as it related to our um, sexual prowess, if you will. You know um, how we respond or what our perception of that was, and I think everybody's space is, is different for that. You know. Now I'm not shy about, I mean, I write erotica and I love many things 
many things related to sex, but lately I've been feeling like I could hump furniture. <laughs> you know, I, I say just hump it. Go ahead. Just hump the furniture. If you if you see that sofa sitting there looking all plush, you know, just get down on it. Just just do it. Mm-hmm. There was this book. There was this black erotica. I think that's the name of the book that was out. Like, I remember that book. Remember that book? Yeah, oh my god! I remember that book. Everybody had that was the talk of the town. Yes, that it book. was. Yes, it was black erotica. I don't remember anything in it except no, I do. There was one. I think a poem or something about her lover's hands. Was that the one? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember the name of poems, but I remember having that book. I probably probably have to look it up now. It's probably in either if it's not in this closet, it's downstairs in a, in a box or something. But I remember that book. It was very very good. Um, very good. Look, I look. I'm I'm not the one that thought of the idea. You thought of it. And hey, if you could see it, you could be it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Say so said he hopes the, the couch has plastic on it. Like, can you? First of all, I have a little horny dog, and I don't even like him coming nowhere near me. Like he, every now and then he'll come in the, he'll jump up in the bed, and if I'm, you know, engaged in something, he wants my attention. He'll come over, straddle my leg, and just give me one good hump. And he's a little guy, so I don't want to send him off into orbit by kicking him out off the bed because our bed is up high anyway. Humping the the like no. That that to me is like something else. <laughs> actually, actually, that's something that I would not, you know, actually do. Like come home and start humping the furniture. But you know, Levon thought of it, so I thought, hey, maybe I'm missing something. Got a love seat. Let's take a love break. <laughs> Scorpio season, like I, I hope we survive this. Scorpio. I really, I really do. I hope all of us survive Scorpio season. And you know, and, and there's, there's so many other facets of Scorpios that could be. Uh, don't, try, don't try to get away from it. Don't, don't try. Don't try to divert. Don't try to. Don't try to. There are. There's so many different things. Like my mother was yeah. about my mother's sexual stuff. Is you know. I get you. I feel you on that. Nobody. I don't want. I, yeah. I get you on that. Speaking of your mom, hi, Miss Juanita. She's so sweet. <laughs> I think she saw the the um the picture that I posted of your of you and me for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And she replied several days, maybe a week later. Happy birthday, Javon! Oh my God! <laughs> just a, just a, just the idea that she said happy birthday to me. You know, even though it wasn't my birthday. She is. She's a senior in technology. I loved it. I love it. My own mother don't know how to say happy birthday to me on on <laughs> social media. It, it don't matter what it was. Ooh, don't fall now. Don't don't do it. Uh-oh. My bottle of water. I'm trying to get better with that, you know. Yeah, yeah, for get, sure. Trying to get better. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't be here. I'm grateful for that, you know. Um. Yes, she is. <laughs> Please. And she's still learning the little things about um space. So she calls it space book. That's but um you know. 
and she's you know oftentimes she 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 chimes in at the wrong time you know not, not, I'm sorry not for nothing Sage but we just hit Scorpio season can can we hold up on the Sag season for a second we just just got to the hot spot okay I I dig you I dig you I love my Sag friend I have more Sages in my life than anything to be honest do you yes. Yeah. Is that the most uh, popular sign in your life? I think so. Sagittarius and Gemini's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank I you, baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it from you. Don't don't move it. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. You have Aquarians. Oh, uh, right? that's first. Yeah, that's first. And I have um Sagittarius. So. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but not yet. Okay, so it's Scorpio season, and <laughs> yeah, it just it just came, it just 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 hit. Scorpio I mean, you season. know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to deal with the with the elephant in the room, which is nobody wants to deal with the scorpion in the room. <laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. I'm 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 good. I'm good with it. So what's your week been like, Therese? What have you done this week? Different this week? than last week, yeah. Oh, different than last week. It feels like my weeks are just running together, but um I've spent I've gotten a whole lot better with managing time that I'm doing uh, my work projects and then I've done um some really good investing this week, which is Ooh, great. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. I always like that because I'm up at, you know, some ungodly. I'll take a nap and then wake up about two or three in the morning and um, go online because things are um, cheaper and slower so that you don't run into a whole lot of traffic getting things uh, done. But, um, yeah, part that part, you know, making a point. I did some um, follow-up medical stuff. I'm trying to get a lot of things out of the way before the end of the year. So that I can you know, start off fresh. Want to make sure I got you know parts tuned up. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Got some blood work done. You know. Good. Good for you. The last that, time we spoke. That's important. That's important. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, did you find? Did you go checking for another um, therapeutic connection? Since last we spoke. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was interesting. Why, why, why did you speak to Cheryl's therapist? Because Cheryl wanted me to start using her therapist. But I can't do that because I'm too crazy. This is a very nice young lady, and I don't want to, you know, mess her head up. Therapists can't, you know. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. You know, there, there'll be some things that I will always say to you in public <laughs> in your face, and I get caught between opening my mouth and going. I know there's some things I can't say in public too, but I tend to say them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. So, so the answer to that is you have it. 
than any. No, I I spoke to her. And uh yeah. What 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 Levon? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can you do for me? What's up? What what now? What did I do now? What? Why am I you know, I stay in trouble. What is up? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a you know what? I'm I don't care. I'm I'm gonna whip up this this um what is it? Rapid fire that I slid home and done for you all. And I hope you like it. And if you don't well It's art. It's just you know, it's up to the interpretation. It's your interpretation. Yeah, you know who's good with with um with that and has taught me a lot, Sage. Sage, Sagey. You know, he's taught me a lot about um uh particularly when he when he hangs things publicly, mm. and um and then when you get off, everybody has a different perception of art, and this is you know through the artist. I mean, he's probably much, much, he is not even probably, he's much better at explaining it than I am. Um, but I know that when he explained it to me about uh, art and people's perception and how they sit with what they like and don't like, how it speaks to them, you know, um, he had a way of, of uh, making me understand that I hadn't had before. Mm. You know? Yeah, I have, I, I used to hang out with an artist, uh, a painter artist. Um, it was a it was an outstanding experience going to museums with him. That was amazing, like just helping me to see things from a different perspective, you know. And as we grow, our perspectives should change and our likes and our um, visions should change, I think. <sighs> what 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 are you ladies, <laughs> what are they saying? <laughs> what is going on? Well, I think there was a question of can you share therapists? And then LaVon said, you love coming right up to that line, don't you, Javon? And uh, Misty then said, you can't share therapist, sorry. Um, and then LeVon says, but you never step in that water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, um, sharing therapists can be tricky, but I'm sure somewhere in there, Cheryl probably thought, damn it, it's somebody. You need to see somebody, you know? Basically, basically. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, I only thing I can say is, you know, um, it, it, therapy works, um, and and you have to find the the right one. And it may not be someone that you know you thought was going to be the right one, because honestly, it's it's up to the person to want to have the experience of wellness, you know. And you know it is what it is. You know you can't you can't force a horse to water, and you certainly can't make them drink it. Um, not even if it's looking like Shangri La. And after so. they drink it, they're certainly going to pee. I don't care if you love it or if you hate it. All I care about is if it makes you feel something. 
Yes. I feel I feel you on that. I, I like that. I like Can that. Can I tell you that photograph uh, that I the last piece of uh, photography that I got from you, Sage, the the one with the flag. Um, that makes people feel a lot, and I love when they feel it. <laughs> I love that piece. I that that piece is just bomb. When people see it, um, I had I had a, a house guest. Um, a, a minute ago, actually, I never actually shared this with you, Sage. I had a house guest a minute ago, and um, and I had it out because I was going to frame it. So I brought it downstairs, and um, it was there on the, on this uh, tray table that I have downstairs in the in the living room. And you had to see their expression when they saw that piece. It was kind of like. They didn't want to get caught looking at it, but couldn't help. So I'm looking and I'm cracking up. You know, they didn't even know how to, you know, it upset their entire sensibilities. And I loved it. It did exactly what it was charged to do. It it understood the assignment. <laughs> feel that. You know yeah. what? Instead of uh, rapid fire, we'll save that for another time because our, our special guest is hanging out. So what, what I'm going to do um, instead of that is... Um, usually if it's a singer, I'll play some music before they come on. But since we have a comedian, I'll do this. Winos deal with it, though, right? Winos never get afraid of nothing but running out of wine. That's the only thing that panic a wino. Wino could deal with Dracula. Right, anybody. Hey, man! Say, nigga, you with the cake! What you doing picking in them people's window? What's your name, boy? Dracula? What kind of name is that for a nigga? <laughs> where you from, fool? Transylvania? I know where it is, nigga. You ain't the smartest motherfucker in the world, you know. Even though you is the ugliest. Oh, yeah, you ugly motherfucker. Why don't you get your teeth fixed, nigga? That shit hanging all out your mouth. Why don't you go get you an offer Donald's? That's the dinners, you know, huh? This is 1975, boy. Get your shit together. What's wrong with your natural? Got that dirt all on the back of your neck. You's a filthy little motherfucker, too. You got to be home before the sun come up. You ain't lying, motherfucker. See your ass in the day. You got to get arrested. You want to suck what? Suck some black. Niggas, you. You some kind of freak, boy? An ugly freak? You ain't sucking nothing here, Junior. Suck your ass on away from here. What you better do. Want to suck some blood? Go down to the blood bank, nigga. Hope you get sick of Everybody, this is Samson McCormick. McCormick. Hey. Two of my favorites. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm here. I'm I'm blessed to be here. We're here. We're here. We're here. And in the moment. And I I have 
had to learn how to be in the moment, do that, and, and um, you know, two or three times during the day, have some snacks and take some naps. <laughs> snacks and take some naps. I like yeah. that. I well, like that. For those of you who don't know and, and who may be under a rock, Samson McCormick is probably one of the most premier comics that we have out. Now, I don't, you know, I specifically want to leave out the word gay out of that, you know, because beyond how you identify, you're funny as fuck, <laughs> period, okay? And you also attach your, your particular, you know, and I've seen you publicly, um, you, your particular style of comedy is also something that's very refreshing, too, because you deal with, you talk about a lot of everyday instances and your experiences in those instances, you know. Mm-hmm. How did you know that you wanted to be a comic? Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> Some days I wake up, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, um, you know, seriously, I have, I have always known that I've been able to make people laugh. And not not in, in any egotistical way. I was actually speaking last night to someone about how my journey through the entertainment business and as a person has been about developing my character as opposed to ego. And so, because um, I, I see other people and they are out here being ridiculous and people go along with that. Mm. Um, but we'll get to some of the things later. The When I say developing character, what I mean is, um, situations that I've been in. I've had to allow myself the grace to look at them with humor. So that means taking how I felt out of it. My approach, you know, might have had to change and I had to use humor to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Having conversations that a lot of us feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm not having that conversation because that person gets on my nerves or, you know, um, I don't agree with that or if if you would have grown up with the people I've grown up with, you would have you would have had to learn how to be funny and laugh, <laughs> or something, or fight, right, or cry, or or all of them. <laughs> so you know, um, to answer your question, it really just has been a way of life, and um, even the times when I've thought about quitting this business because it can be a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems almost as if um, even if I did quit and move to Alabama and get me a big cornbread eating man <laughs> with two dogs and lock that door and never come out again, somebody would come and get me out of that house and make me do this. Mm. 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 Yeah, I don't have a choice. Do you recall the first time you hit the stage? Because you do stand up. Like you, you, you don't, you know, and then no, no disrespect intended whatsoever to anybody that, um, what they call, you know, internet, uh, comics, but you do stand up live right in front of folk. You know, my microphone it, is on. Your <laughs> microphone is on. And, and then you're in some areas where you are telling, telling, uh, jokes that, you know, probably wouldn't go over well. You know, with that particular, like, you know, you've shared stories, open stories about being in spaces and places that didn't really want to see anybody talking, you know, um, with your particular style of, of comic. How, how, what do you first, it's two parts to the question. Do you recall your first 
any any show you mean or live? The very first time you stepped on stage telling jokes. Fifth grade at um, uh, Concord Elementary School. Uh, they took no, I take that back. Second grade, Miss Walters class. I can tell you about her later. Miss Walters, second grade. <laughs> so let me let me ask you let me ask you something about that. Was that the first time? Was that how you knew you were funny, or did you already know that you you could make people laugh? Did your family find you funny and something happened and you like, you know, I I, I can make mm. people laugh. I can change the mood of folks. That's power, by the way. That is. Uh, actually, I think a part of it has been that I'm not close to my family, mm. you know. Um, and so humor helped me cope with that. And... Um, that's why I've been able to relate to people because I, you know, I'm not going to get all deep, but I haven't had the easiest life. And so as a child, I, I couldn't recognize that I had issues, but I could connect with people well, usually a lot of people who were a lot older than I was and I could make them laugh. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was just that, that was when I recognized it. Um, and it, Again, it wasn't like an egotistical, ooh, I'm funny. It's, this is how I connect with people. And, you know, like Therese said, do it in a way where um, we can communicate, we can be honest, we can be open, and we can laugh about it and know it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what was that experience like in the second grade? What do you remember about it? What What's the, what makes that, the first real memory of being on stage? Good question. Oh, um, okay. So I was a class clown. <laughs> no, okay. and, and I didn't know anything was wrong with that. Um, <laughs> you know, I just knew that um, the, the classmates were, I, I could hold their attention. I also would challenge the teacher all the time. I remember when we first learned about Christopher Columbus, I raised my hand and said, okay, so if we, if he discovered America, why would Indians there to greet him when he got off the boat? (laughs) (laughs) In the second grade, I love it. See what I'm saying? I was was in the first grade when that happened. (laughs) Wow. I love it. I love it. Even, even a baby uh, knows, you see? Hmm. I've always thought like that. It, it, it can be a good and a bad thing. But to answer your question, so I, I got put out of class a lot. Um, and then what made second grade significant was I had a teacher who to this day has impacted my life, Mrs. Diane Walters, who recognized that I wasn't a bad child. I just had a specific way of learning. And um, to be, what, eight or something like that, I was just very advanced for my age. So she was like, I need, what she did was she was the only teacher I had in my whole grade school who specifically paid attention to each kid in that class and found a way to connect with them to make their um, educational experience positive. Mm. And uh, we, the kids were jealous because they were like, you know, she, she was talking to somebody, the other 30 kids was like, uh-uh, come over here. You know, and so the thing that she recognized with me was that I was really great at speaking and um, that I wasn't remedial. I wasn't a a remedial learner, which is what they thought. Um, 
I was. It was just that, um, and they thought I was dyslexic, and it's not yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I just process information differently. Okay. And so she recognized that, and um, she knew that I um, should probably be in theater or something. And so she knew that if I got to like speak my piece in front of the class, I would do my work. So every every Wednesday she would go, uh, if you do your work, if you do your work through next Wednesday, when next Wednesday comes, you get five minutes in front of the class to do whatever you want. Wow. Hmm. And what would you do? What would that look like? What was little Samson's five minutes of fame on Wednesdays look like? Because here's another five minutes on another Wednesday. Look at that. <laughs> see, how life, see how life is circular like that? It is. Um <laughs> This, the the adventures of baby squirrel. I would tell these stories, adventures of baby squirrel. And so, because uh, I was fascinated, because I, I couldn't go outside when I was growing up. So there was this tree and the uh, there was a squirrel's nest there. And so I would always see baby squirrels come out of there. And I started making up baby squirrel stories. So every Wednesday would be baby, and the kids loved it. Miss Walters loved it. And it was just funny, baby squirrel smoking cigarettes. Baby squirrel got caught stealing out his mama's pocketbook. Uh, baby squirrel's aunt moved in and is a crackhead. So they watch the machine. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> so, you know, it was these squirrels in the window outside my window, and I just made them black people in the 90s. And yeah. Wow. 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 That, 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 you know, you know the, the ice. The, what is it? The uh, Donald Goins series um, that could baby squirrel could have its own uh, series now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Donald Goins did it. <laughs> baby squirrel's on the way. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love yeah. that. Do you? What, what do you think? You know, and you've been at this in the game for a minute. You know, um, but I have to ask you something. You know. What what do you think is going on right now? Um, have we become like you know? So has society become so sensitive that um, interrupts the comedy and being able to you know uh, extract comedy in some things, you know? Because you know we do know as you just said that oftentimes humor can get people, it can, can be very therapeutic as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What happens to the line there? Where, is there a line? What happens? What's going on right now? I, I need help understanding. Hmm. I think that um, society collectively has a low self-esteem that prevents it from being able to see the humor in its flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, humor, I mean, the society is also very hypocritical. And so in this weird way, we become, you know, you, you know how you're dealing with somebody and they may project on the people because they feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, as a society, we do that now. And so when you have something like comedy, which holds a mirror to society in a lot of ways, society does not like the way that it, uh, looks in that mirror and I think one of the biggest things is because we can no longer laugh at ourselves we're poisoning ourselves more 
That's what mm-hmm. I think that it is. Um, you know, we when we were growing up, and I said this in an interview last week, um, we teased each other. If you were fat, if your teeth were messed up, if your mama was bald-headed, if you ain't know where your daddy was, if y'all was poor, you know, if you were gay, you know, if you couldn't play basketball, if your shoes were dirty, whatever, mm-hmm. you grew up and people made fun out of it because it was what it was. Mm-hmm. People had opinions. People are always going to have opinions. Mm-hmm. But back then, we were able to accept that and celebrate our differences by laughing, which mm-hmm. helped us understand people aren't always going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. People are going to look at you and not understand. Um, I think the way that we were doing it then, I don't think it was necessarily mean-natured or mean-spirited. I think it was just the truth. And I think that when we were able to do that, people's self-esteem was a lot higher. Um, and I think the 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 goals of society have changed. So like back then, the idea was just to try to have a good time and try to have a good life. Mm-hmm. And now collectively as a society, we are everybody seeking validation. How many likes can I get on social media? I need some people to see me. I need to be heard and seen. And so when you're looking for that kind of validation all the time, it's not easy to laugh at yourself because you don't feel good about yourself. Mm. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when I was growing up, and thank you for putting that out there, Sage, um, he wrote the dozen. That's exactly what I was thinking because you can't be sensitive if you grew up in the hood, in in the PJs especially. (laughs) (laughs) there's there's always like a a rites of passage in a sense you know and not that it's any kind of hazing or anything but you know when I grew up and we called it snapping you know and you know and and we would take turns like you know snapping on each other and sometimes we (laughs) you know you got scratched and then you came back next week and you improved your game a little bit and you you know oh you know just and but it was nothing that you like like you knew your mother wasn't on crack you know and if your mother was on crack you know, that was the truth, but it's a painful truth, you know, right. um, and it might avoiding be it wasn't going to make it any different. Right. You know, mm-hmm. whoever, whoever came out with, oh, but that's why your mother's a crackhead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then there's something wrong with their mama, too. So you go, <laughs> ain't nobody mama perfect. Yeah, that's why you got five daddies. Oh, wait, which one? Oh, you don't know which one, right? You know, whatever it is, you know, I, I'm old, but, you know, I'm sorry, Rezzy, you just. No, 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 you, you're right. You me know, back and to the some, Bronx. <laughs> And oftentimes, and I, and I know that I, if I have, if I'm, if I'm, if someone said, you know, I'm, I'm on crack or whatever, you know, and it, and it hurt me, you know, I know that that's probably an area I probably need to work on, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, sometimes truth hurts, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm, but I'm often wonder sometimes, you know, and, and, and please don't misunderstand me. There are some really fucked up things going on out here in these streets too populations of folks, you know, and I'm, I'm staying away from certain subjects right now, unless you want to talk about it, you know, because I think it's kind of been talked about as much as it's going to be talked about until the two entities get together and, and sit down and talk, you know, um, we have lost the capacity to, I believe, let me just keep it on there, we've lost the capacity to be independent thinkers. And then when you have a comedian get on stage of any kind, you know, get on stage and start talking about what Nina Simone ultimately said, you gotta, you know, art's gotta, gotta reflect the times, That's you know? Right. 
So when you get on, on uh, and it doesn't mean you're right, doesn't mean you hold a candle to anything. You could be the, a world-class jackass, but you still have an opinion, you know? Um, it's kind of like, I don't know, it just, it just um, I tend to wonder, like, um, to be so triggered in trauma um, by so many things, is that work somebody else needs to do? Or is that work that I need to do, you know? Is that work I need to do? Um, because I don't want to be triggered and trauma behind what nobody's opinion is, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a lot of, um, for those who don't know, you know, um, a lot of what I've done in the streets for large populations of, in the LGBT community, you know, like this didn't start yesterday, you know, this was, I, I've been doing this since 82, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, new to a lot of the experiences. Hell, I've been even arrested in some of the areas that, you know, um, and, and know the disparity and know all of the stuff that went on that goes on still. Um, but I often wonder, like, where is our refuge if we can't find solace in something? Now, I'm not saying solace in uh, causing harm if that's what it is. But I'm saying something. Like, I used to be able to go see Paul Mooney. I remember the first time I saw Race live. I was like this in the audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was sitting next to, I was sitting next to a, this white couple, and I swear that side of my body was super hot on my face. Mm. It was almost like I could feel them radiating off of me, you know? But they paid a ticket to see Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. You know what the hell you're going to get. Right. And race was probably one of the most prolific pieces he did. Now, what, did he anger a lot of people? Were people mad? Hell yeah. Was it true? Well, people don't get mad unless it's true. <laughs> if I say, you a chair, you ain't, I'm a, what? You a chair. What do you mean I'm a chair? You a chair. Okay, okay, thank you very much. Have a nice day. I'm a chair. But if I if I say something disparaging about something that you actually are, you know, then that takes on a different feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. And and I get and I just think that it it um and to go at odds, you know, like I'm not for anybody's cancel culture at all except for canceling those books that um told us things that were not did, did not apply to us, you know. Yeah. But if you want to sit down and make things better, you know, or if you want to sit down and impart a certain view that you have, you know, or a certain thing that may get you to say, hey, but that doesn't mean even the conversation will have a joke coming out of it because right. that's, that's therapy. I mean, you know, because I could see jokes coming from a conversation, you know, what is the ultimate goal? You know, I, I need to hear because everybody's pain is not the same, you know, and then if you want to talk about the division within, you know, um, certain communities, that's there too, you know, it's difficult. You know, and I and I and I watch eagerly, you know, um, and I've said some things, you know, but I just um I just need to understand or just at least be able to say that you're from a therapeutic and you know, and for those who know my background is social work. <laughs> from a therapeutic point of view, there are gonna be a lot of triggers and traumas and giving someone else outside of your own self power over that is it, that's that's more harmful than oh, yeah. That's the harm, you know, because um, people going to be people. 
They're going to say and do a whole lot of shit and, and, and have license to do that, as you will, you know. The problem is, is when I want, when I want someone to see the, the things the way I see them, and that's the only way they can see them. That's, that's not living amongst folks, you know. That's trying to control. Right. Have you had any any experiences where you were doing your comedy, doing a stand-up or anything like that, and then you caught all hell for it? Or have you generally been accepted and appreciated for your perspective? A little bit of both. Um, <clears throat> generally, people love I mean, you, you can't not hang around me or come see me perform and, and speak to me and not absolutely just fall in love. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> come on. So if I run across somebody who, who does not like me, I'm like, you need to go see a therapist because it's no way in the world. Like, I'm Cousin Samson. Come on. Um, very true. But there have been instances um, in in this really weird way, like uh, straight people surprisingly love what I talk about. Mm. And I think it's because some of them don't have gay friends or they might not have a relative who's out or they might be trying to figure out if they have a relative who's out. And I don't present as like this angry gay person. I'm just kind of like a friend, somebody who could live next door to you, who may be in your family, who's just open and honest, and uh, and and genuinely, we genuinely funny. And uh, you know, I don't like to go around going, "Oh, I'm," but I know I'm. I know I'm funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you look. That's what's up. <laughs> I, I'm, I dig that 100. percent You look, say it, own it, walk in it. Twirl, oh, twirl around it. Well, yeah, yeah. When I'm on stage, I do that for sure. But you know, I don't like it. When when I'm with people, we have a good time. We are we're real, and we when we need to talk about things that are heavy, we can talk about it. But I think the the honesty allows that heaviness to lift, and that's how we start to laugh at it. And so, um. In that regard, no, but I get pushed back in these really weird ways. Like, uh, I'll get pushed back from, from gay folks more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody has opposed me more than gay men, gay, especially gay black men. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm just like, God. And why is <laughs> you know, that? Why do you think that is? Like, what's, what's the beef they, there? What's the issue? Oh, because they want to sleep with me and I won't let them. <laughs> well, that could be a thing. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think um I don't know. I you know what I think it is because it it really did bother me. It's something I wrestled with for a long time and I think what it is that there are so many black gay men, and I'm talking about black gay men, not gay white men and specifically yeah. black gay men. My interactions with gay white men have been a whole different thing as you deal with the racism and stuff like that. Um, I think it's that so many black gay men have been told that who we are is not valuable. It's not worthy of love. It's all these nasty, horrible things. And we uh, embody a facade, something that we really aren't. 
you know, we put masks on and so I'm, I don't wear a mask. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. I don't mind telling you how I feel or what I've been through or what my things that I'm challenging myself to grow out of are, or grow into are or whatever. And a lot of us can't do that. And so I think it's something that many of us want. And so when you see someone who's able to do that and you aren't doing it, I think you can get triggered. Yeah. Uh, um, Possible. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think uh, most of it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because just some some of them are just horribly nasty to me, and I'm you know I'm not messy. I'm not a messy comedian. I don't be talking about people, and you know it's we laugh about silly stuff in life and politics or whatever. But a mean person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, if it, if I've gotten any pushback, it's been from black gay men. Mm. Uh, like the ones in my age group in the 30s, they don't really come out to see me. The the older ones do. Um, like you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, the married, you know, older gays, the lesbians have always supported me. Mm-hmm. Um, and trans folks think I'm cute, like that. The black ones, but it, then the white ones are always they show up to the show. They like if I go to like Portland or, um you know, uh, San Francisco, somewhere, one of those areas, Seattle, mm-hmm. they'll come out and you see them out there with a the little notepad <laughs> and you can see them writing shit down. Oh, <laughs> they stealing your material. Yeah. They better not. Uh, but no, they'll, they'll write it down and then they'll come up to me after the show and they will go. So I, as a matter of fact, there's a news article. You can Google it. Um, Trans comedian and my name are no trans, not trans comedian, trans man confront Samson McCormack after the show. It was a news story for a while. Really? Um, it was it was a big news story about four or five years ago, and the trans person backed me up in a corner. Tried to anyway because I used to have a joke about what it would be like if gay men could get pregnant. Mm-hmm. It would be hilarious. Like, we were on Maury, and, you know, he'd bring out that envelope. And, you know, when I'm screaming, you know, I'm not even a top. That ain't my baby. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, and this female-to-male trans person came up to me after the show angry about that joke. I still have a vagina. I can get pregnant. I found that offensive. And I'm like, but you're you're not a gay man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I really don't know what you do, but you're trans. I'm talking about my experience as a gay man. Mm-hmm. And he just was just in my face, just missing that, missing that, missing that. And I had to remove myself from the situation because I'm not going to lie, I, I'm petty. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, you're purposely trying to piss me off. Now I'm going to start pushing your buttons and I'm going say some stuff you might not like, so let me leave before I step outside of character. Yeah, when you make your button so readily available, that's yeah. when you can really get pounced, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, and that's, I get a, a therapeutic comedy, you know, um, and I guess that's subjective, like Javon and I were talking about art right before you came on, and how art is subjective, you know, and I also know there are, there are some, some artists that piss me all the way off, you know, with their lyrics toward <laughs> women, you know, right. all the way off. 
But guess what I'm not doing? And they have huge platforms and say some real crappy shit. Mm-hmm. And guess what I'm not doing? I'm just simply controlling my power and keeping my power. And I'm not buying their stuff. I'm certainly not looking for a ticket when they come to town, you know. And damn sure I'm not tuning in on any interviews that they're doing. I just, you know, they're, they just, they're just non-existent to me in my realm of whatever it is. And I'm talking about some huge platforms. Like, you know, I've been watching this stuff recently going on with um, Little Nas X, who I adore, you know. And we've needed an artist like him that is, um, and I say like him, but not, you know, specifically, but someone who is just going to write songs about, you know, his experience and be authentic to himself without having to be concerned about who is digging it, who's not, you know, with a huge platform, you know, and clearly a lot of money put into it and creative. Because his stuff is good. Like, I listened to his entire album, and I was like, wow, he's saying some stuff up in here, you know? And it's not an experience that you um, everybody can relate to, obviously. But, you know, there's some things in there that goes, wow. I, you know, I remember saying to myself, wow, I remember that. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just think it's so refreshing um, for for a stonewall gaze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I'm laughing because, you know, when when um, Dave mentioned that, you know, like, Marsha P was my friend, you know, I, I, you know, I understand, you know, and I also know that there may be some things that she would have laughed about, you know, I have trans brothers and sisters up and through my house, you know, who I call family, affectionately so, you know, um, fuck, the shit was funny. And in some veins was like, oh, yeah, well, that ain't funny, but fuck them. You know, it's just it's just a lot of. Um... But I think isn't it isn't it more so the white trans community that's upset? See, I take it. Uh, well, or I don't know. It, I, I really don't know. I mean, who's I don't more. know who's who's mad. I Listen, don't know you, who's. You did I don't a know whole um video about it. I I actually posted it, but I didn't get a chance to look at the whole thing, unfortunately. Um, but what was your take of the whole Chappelle thing in like in a nutshell kind of? Uh, I don't think black gay people, LGBTQ, most of it, we don't care. Yeah. We, we don't care. I haven't found one yet who, who cares unless they, and, and the ones that, that I find do, they haven't watched the special. And so I'm like, how can you be angry at something that you have, you don't understand the full context of? And if you listen to what he was speaking about, he was talking about gay white racism. He was saying it is a shame that, and we're proving his point, if you hurt some gay or trans person's feelings, you'll get crucified. But if you kill a black person, nothing will happen to you. Yes. And so he was talking about like the baby who killed a dude in Walmart. Nobody said anything about his career, but he made some crazy statements on stage about AIDS, and that's what it took, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically, basically, he was just saying, you know, he said in the special, it's not black gay people who are going to be upset by the things that are said. It's going to be gay white folks, and some of them who 10 years ago were saying, okay, well, you can only talk about this. And then when you stay within that, then they transition and we're like, now I'm a girl. 
So don't talk about that either. And, mm-hmm. you know, we are proved this point. And, um, you know, as, as, as black gay people who I would hope, uh, well, I know we, we read and pay attention and things like that, but you would think that more of us, uh, will really, will really understand it. So when I, I've seen a few black, especially trans folks online going crazy. And I think most of them don't care. They just want to work. That's it. They, they just, they trying to get a job. I'm, I understand that, but I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Hmm. Hmm. Well, how much of your comedy um, transfers into your dramatic roles as an actor? Oh, how so? What do you mean? Meaning when you, drama obviously is much different. Well, comedy can be drama, but, you know, drama and acting and when you're known for, not to say known, but when you're known for predominantly comedy and then you, and I've seen you in some um, dramatic roles, you know, um, how much of your comedy or your understanding of the drama helps you connect with your characters as you portray them? Mm-hmm. Um, I think quite a bit. It all is about observation. The only difference between comedy and drama is timing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a, a quote that says, I forget who, who said it, is comedy appeals to, drama, uh, drama appeals to the emotions, comedy appeals to the intellect. And so it's switching the two. Instead, when you do a dramatic role, and I, I really would like to do a very meaty dramatic role, um, just because this past couple of years I've been, I've really had to. I'm, I'm at a place where I'm balancing a lot in my life now. Okay, it's creating a lot of inner tension, <laughs> so I would like to channel that into something so I can get that out, so I could have a way to maybe express it negatively, but it not be negative in life but there's a lot of like and i'm holding it and i mm-hmm. want to release it and i really would like to do a dramatic role right now um mm-hmm. so what kind of dramatic role like a psycho uh thriller or or something that's very um dealing with life on life's terms kind of drama angry like what when you say um Maybe a little Denzel esque. Mm mm. Angela Bassett esque. Oh, you want, you want to burn some shit down? Is what you're Angela Bassett wanna she just burn shit down, okay? Yeah. Um, no, it, I don't. You know, I think. Uh, I do. Uh, first of all, I, I I don't like to say this out loud, but. I think like people know who I am, like you know, it's um, people know who Samson is. But I think people, some people still need to get woke up about who I really, what I really got going on over here. And so um, I just would like I'm getting older now. Like I'm, I'll be forty in four years, which is not old, but oh. it's not no, it's, it's not old. But there, you know, I, I say that because one of the biggest things I've had to wrestle with is not being bitter okay. because, you know, when we are, 
growing up, we're told, if you do this, 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 and this, by the time you get this age, you'll be doing this and have this. Mm-hmm. And so then you get there and you like, you know, you really have to learn how to look out over the landscape and go, this is what it is. Now, how can I try to position myself that so that when I get here, maybe I can have, it look more like what I would like for it to look like, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause many of us aren't given the tools and things like that. Okay. Um, and so you, you have to go through life and learn. Okay. And, um, so I would, I would like to, there was a point I was going to make, I forget what it was, but it was I say all that to say. The type mm-hmm. of role you wanted to play. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something where I can just channel all that in there. You may have to write it. You know, Sage is asking, yeah. Sage Gallon, I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he is a, a Renaissance artist quite like yourself. And uh, he's asking, do you write? And sometimes if the role is not present for you, you may have to write that role. I know, I know. I, I actually can write my ass off. And, you know, it's a lot of ass to try to write off. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have written everything that I've done. I've written it myself. Um, I have friends who, you know, most of my contemporaries are on either Broadway or, you know, they've gone on to do some television show. Um, and I'm the only one who, you know, Has who hasn't yet. had, to, yeah, who hasn't gotten a chance to do that. Yes. And so yes. Um, not, it, it's coming and yes. I've had to like really just every, almost every day. And I really, one thing I will say is I'm happy. I've learned to be grateful for having to really have some, some things that I want delayed um, because it's really taught me how to be happy for people. Just really just celebrate it like it's my own. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I knew how to do five years ago, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm happy that I have learned that. Uh, but, and I, that's a whole different story, but what I've really had to do was like learn not to wait Mm-hmm. And so most of my career has been, okay, well, this isn't going on right now. So maybe I'll go over here and do this. So I write my own material. Um, I write all my own scripts. I have, um, I have about nine movies out, stand up and written scripts. Uh, the, one of the first, and in 2017, I did a film that was nominated for an Oscar award. Um, <laughs> I live here. And that was directed by Shane Watson. And yeah, we got nominated for um, Independent Narrative Oscar in 2017. But, you know, it's not like people don't know. Like when you hear Oscars, you think best film, best actor, best actress. Mm -hmm. A lot of categories. 70 categories and we got one. Let me just say this. I... I don't know why I did not know that you were nominated for an Oscar. I do know I that I don't brag about it. Yeah, but you know what? It's not a, but, it's mm. not an issue of bragging. It's information about who you are and what you've accomplished and where you've been and what it's it speaks volumes and it's not a bragging thing. It uh-uh. Uh-uh, sir. No, sir. From this day forward, <laughs> Okay, get it together, Mr. Samson McCormick. Yeah. Um, yeah. not just award winning, award winning, Oscar nominated. Okay. And if they can't handle the truth, that is the truth. 
and understand something. We've gotten a lot of, like you just mentioned, Columbus. I have my Columbus trauma too, okay? And I'm going to say it to you. We had a lot of bullshit in these books that we know ain't right. Right. I'd much rather know that, you know, particularly, and, and first, you know, we speak, we, we, we connect a lot, Samson. So I didn't know that, you know what I mean? So now we got to have I you need. all on, we got to have you on the show again, just so I can do a whole nother flyer that says Oscar nominated. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's important. That's important that we tell our stories. Thank you, Sage. It's important that we tell our stories. It's important that we narrate and we write. And how about this? How about this? How about, your journey, because perspective is key, right? Mm-hmm. How about your journey? You know, we've had some major deep conversations in person and, you know, and otherwise, but I will say, but how about your journey was to force you to write because the content mm. is needed from, uh, from, your, from your lens, you know? How about this wasn't over here because that wasn't yours? What was yours is to do the, the writing piece so that we can have something certifiably ours. Yeah, you can always play in somebody else's stuff, you know, but that means that's less time that you have to create your own, you know. Mm-hmm. And what, and oh, and, and Say says, no, bro, that's something we need to brag about because there's someone out there that needs to know why they can do it because you have done it. But at the same time, I get the sense, and I could be wrong, because I've been wrong about most things most of the time. However, I get the sense that you, when Sage says you have done it in all caps, you may not feel that you have done it. And that may be because you have so much more to do, but I don't know that you still feel the joy of that particular accomplishment. And I don't want to like bog you down in it. I just want you to know that for us, you know, it it would be like, I don't know, think of back in the olden days when, you know, there was only one black baseball player and how (laughs) everybody rallied around when Jimmy Lee got a trophy, you know, um, we all we we all need to celebrate in your accomplishments. So when you're when you're bragging, you're not bragging, you're sharing, you're you're giving informing. it to us. You're informing us so that we could celebrate you. That's what this show is about anyway. Us mm-hmm. celebrating you and you've just given us more to celebrate. And so thank you. And that's thank why you. I'm harping on that. Because I love you for that, that you just, you know, it's like my brother McCormick, you know, my, my brother Samson, you know, is, is doing his shit and writing it himself and, mm-hmm. and creating it himself. Mm-hmm. You know, if nobody wrote the, wrote the play for you, wrote the screenplay for you, you are writing it. You are standing on stage. You are developing things that are bringing you recognition. Let me tell you something personal. You know, that's been my story. I can just barely sing but wanted to be on stage. I had to write a whole damn CD, get a, make a band, buy out the place and do a damn concert because wasn't nobody going to hire me with this voice. But I'm just saying, if you want to do something, then you do it. And people like me, need to hear people like you say, hey, I I I this far with that and I'm still pushing to get further. Yeah, um, you know, I agree. You know, it's it's a lot of stuff like um 
And, well, I think the reason why I don't really revel in it is because I don't, like, people, I don't get like, like, people know me and, you know, people come out to the shows and stuff, but I don't get like the, the, um, all of the recognition for things. People know, but it's like, I'm not going to say anything negative, but people know, but I just haven't had like that moment where people gave me my flowers. And I've been doing this for a really long time. And so, uh, like, I mean, I've, I've been to the White House. So, uh, first LGBT comedian to headline the Howard Theater, Yoshi's in Oakland, the um, National Museum of African American History and Culture. I was there in their first year. And so they've had me back every year. And they're going to induct me into the museum. So, you know, it's like all this different stuff going on. Um, And then when when I first came out, like, there were no black gay comedians. It was me and Andre Kelly. We were the only two. (laughs) And uh, nobody was hiring gay comedians. So, um, you know, I had to... Do you mean out or do you mean... Out gay comedians. Okay. Like, as far as you know, showing up, standing up on stage and going, you know, I'm dating this dude or, hey, everybody, nobody was doing that. Me and Andre were the first two. And so that of note that people knew of and that sort of thing. There were actually, let me just make sure I'm understanding that we're actually um, talking about gay content in your stand-up. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no, no black there were no black men doing it. You know, like he was on the West Coast, I was on the East Coast. And um, again, you know, funny. You know, it's, I say that very humbly, like it's, I'm really great at what I do, but none of the club bookers were hiring. Some of the lesbians, you know, the lesbians had like a, what, a Olympia, what was the name of that cruise? Um, Olympia. Uh, um, Olivia, Olivia, Olivia Cruz yeah, Olivia. and Olivia, you know Miss Fest and Brown Sugar Bash because and you know the different clubs because um, the lesbians were the first people bringing me in. I was the only headliner at like late, only male headliner at like Lace Lounge. They wouldn't let men in those clubs. Like you had to bring a a, a lady escort to bring you in and say this one's okay, and you couldn't stay in there for over two hours. Mm. Um, you know, phase one in D.C. was like that. Um, Brown Sugar Bash was another event. It was for black lesbians. Did you say you and went to Mishfest, too? I didn't go to Mishfest. They tried to get me into Mishfest, but they, they weren't those black lesbians that weren't having it. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they tried. Uh, some people did try to get me in there because, I mean, I was the only male performing at like lesbian events and it was just I don't know why you know that was just something I was I was having a chance to to do um but nobody was was hiring any of us for shows so I had to like go to gay clubs and say hey this is what I do then I had to go to the press I had to sell tickets come out to the community um you know uh, TV, they weren't letting us on TV. Arsenio was going to let me on his second go around, and then he got canceled. Um, yeah, and it's just like a push. And then, you know, as far as the TV, you know, these shows that have been on with 
black gay people on them have had people that know me like they know me um and they're directors or in production or whatever and they could easily go you know hey we got this going on and i want him to come in for a couple episodes or whatever and they didn't you know and and these are people i could i could tell stories make one i write a book one day but you know they could have helped me and they did not they had opportunities where i was there and it literally was if they said yes I would have been on one of these shows. I would you have had what? a certain role or whatever, and they said no. So I had to go write my own stuff. So That's it. Um, That's it. we did a different direction with Daryl Stevens and Miss Laura from Queens of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sold out in eleven cities. We went we went to twelve that sold out in eleven. Then I did a party and play, which I, that's not done yet. It's done, but I don't think a lot, enough people haven't seen that yet. It's on YouTube right now. And then I did uh, a, a, what's the name of that film? Love the One You're With, which is on Amazon Prime now. All right. And uh, it's one of the top streaming LGBT films this year on Amazon Prime. And it's number 13 in the UK. And you're working on two things right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then B-Boy Blues will be out soon. Me and, and Jesse Smollett did that mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And um, something else I'm working on. I forget what it was. And, oh, and then, of course, the comedy special. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, you're doing it. You're there. You're, you may not feel it, and you may not be getting the accolades from those you think should be or hoped would or whatever, but it, it's bigger than you realize. It's, it's so much more than you realize. And there's some little young gay black boys who are watching you and saying, wow, I want what he has. I want to be where he is. And and they're watching you, and, and they know that they can because mm-hmm. of you. If and they catch this and find out that you've been nominated for an Oscar, imagine how their minds will be blown when maybe they thought the most they could hope to do is do stand-up like you. When there's so much more, you're yes. you're a fucking phenomenal. You are a phenomenal yes. human being, yes. and that's why we're gonna play rapid fire with you. Yes, I was gonna <laughs> ask. I hope we can get a rapid fire in with you. And and Missy J says, "Hey, can't wait for a little bit." And Pookie, yes, that's going to be hilarious. Shout out to James too for that. James Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's an actual. He, you know, and and I'll tell you something, Samson. You may not be able to see it right now. But you will in five seconds. So I think your job is just to keep moving your feet and get ready for whatever's coming your way. Because I bet you are aligning yourself with a position that not many have been afforded, just based on, mm-hmm. you know. And, and no is just... never a no. No is yeah. not right now. It's not yeah. no. It's just not right now. And it doesn't matter because I don't even think you'll be interested after you get within your plate to have, mm-hmm. you know, real talk. Because owning is a, you know, and I wish somebody had said that to me a lot earlier about owning your stuff as opposed to being assistant or being in other people's things. Because that's where we have the power. That's where we have generational wealth. That's where we, you know, the ownership right there. And if you've written things and you've had things in the can and you have, just just hold on. 
just hold on. I don't know what it feels like in your skin. I'm not even going to, you know, profess to. But I can tell you that, hmm, I'm listening, and I'm like, hmm, okay. Okay. And all this stuff is just tech rehearsal for the big show. I will say, you know, two things. I'm happy that I, I have been able to give other people opportunities. Because my thing is, I'm very, I don't like to say this out loud, but I'm really good at what I do, <laughs> you know? And so when I write something, it's going to be a hit. That it's, I can guarantee you that nine times out of 10. And so there have been actors who I brought on um, and, you know, they got fans now, you know, people looking them up and they getting other gigs and stuff. And I connect them with other people I know who do production and now they're getting other jobs and other work. Um, I will say also most people, I think, no, they're getting paid too. Everybody who has done work with me is still getting paid from whatever they work with me on. So on YouTube, you know, I had folks who put their music in the film. Mm -hmm. And so every time somebody watches it, they get paid. I got paid on the road. So they get paid up to now. Every time somebody watches a video, they get paid for somebody listening to their music on the movie. Um, for Love the One You're With. Every time we get, like, everybody from that film gets residual. So it's, I like the way I, I do things. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. it. Can you say that again, please? I like the way I do things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because honestly, if you don't, if you don't keep that energy about you, if you don't have it about yourself, ain't nobody going to have it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not required to. But if you say I'm the shit, then people will buy into you being the shit because one, you fucking are. <laughs> that's just it. You know, it's, this is not smoke and mirrors. This is the real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what it is. Jay, can we get can we get some rapid fire? Do we have yeah, time? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. You know, we're gonna it's gonna end up going overtime. Okay. Um. So you're gonna in in the middle of this, you're gonna hear a countdown. Um. Ninety seconds, sixty seconds. Ignore that. Just ignore that. We'll, you we'll, sit right out the room, okay? Yeah, no, no, just, just, <laughs> just ignore her. She, she just wants some attention. Don't worry about her. I got it. <laughs> All right, cool. So the name of the game is Rapid Fire. We're gonna ask it's a word association game. You know that. And I'm gonna say a word. You say whatever comes to mind. Whatever comes to mind. There are no wrong answers. They're all your words. Okay. okay. All right. So my first word is Richard Pryor. Oh, the king. Mom's Mabley. Oh, legend. Marsha Warfield. Oh, the truth. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna turn a left here. Bernie Mac. The real deal. George Carwin. Um. Oh, George Collin, George Collin. The told it like it was. Gratitude. Necessary. Faith. Necessary. And my last word is going to be, or phrase is going to be, Black boy magic.
the best thing in the world, second to black girl magic. <laughs> oh, nice. You're up next, Jay. Okay. Black men. Sexy. King. Black men. Queen. Black women. School. Mm, the village. Christopher Street. Oh, gay. Gay people. Hey. <laughs> Rainbow. Gay white people. Comedy. Mm. Necessary. Lesbian. You haul. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't lying. I hate you. Are you done, Jay? No. He got two more coming. All right. I'm sorry. That was a good one. You you got us there. Broadway. Um, gay men. Shaka Khan. Oh, um, vocals. All day. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You want to give us a drop for the show, hon? Yes, So please. you you're going to give us. Hi, I'm Samson McCormick, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, y'all, it's Samson McCormick, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. (laughs) That's that's perfect. Okay, and then you're going to give us one for our radio station. It's Hi, Samson McCormick. And you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Hey, y'all. It's Samson McCormick, and you're listening to WJBR Radio. I'll it's, do it one more it's time. It's Internet Radio. Okay. I got I got braces on, too, so I'm uh I'm over here. I'm, 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 I'm. No, okay. you, you, you're doing good. You're doing real good. WJBR Internet Radio. Okay. Hey, y'all, it's Samson McCormick, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, baby. I love that one. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Thank you so What's much that? for coming through, Samson. You are the bomb. And anytime you got anything going on, let us know, and yeah. um, we'll be excited. I know I'll, I'm, I'm speaking for both of us, but I believe that um, Therese will be just as excited as I am. Back. To see you. Back. Thank you so much. Tell everybody how, good to how come they on. Can, tell everybody how they can um, catch up with you, how they can follow you and Google you or whatever they do to you. You know. <laughs> well, I could tell them a lot of things to do to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. Um, well, um, you, of course you can Google me. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Instagram. Instagram, yes, is just at Samson McCormick. So just at Samson McCormick, like my name is spelled there. And I also have a YouTube channel, which has really great content on it. And hopefully I will be making some new content very soon. 
but until then, I have comedy specials on there, films, commentary on political issues, social issues, culture. And um, I'm still touring, even though it's COVID outside. You know, I go out. I still come on the road here and there. Um, yeah, so. And how can someone get in touch with your management in the event they need you? Uh, bookingsampson at gmail.com. Or you can go to sampsoncomedy.com, and there is a contact uh, form on there. And, uh, yeah, it's, I have a, I actually, I have a, I have a lawyer now. Hey, now. And I have uh, two assistants, and uh, and then I got some more folks who just come on. So I like I like what I'm over here doing right now. See what I'm saying? Love See what I'm saying? Empire it. building, my dude. Empire building. Exactly. One brick at a time. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank All you right, so man. much, everybody. Have a good good night. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you on Saturday. Samson, stay sweet. You are so yeah. sweet. So yes, sweet. He is. Thank you. Little chocolate kisses. Maybe like a chocolate <laughs> a chocolate kiss. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. All right, bye, hey, everybody. This is Kenny Bobian, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Hi, this is Robin S., and you're listening to Javon and Therese in the Basement. Show them it up! Can't deal with y'all. Hey, this is Avery Sunshine, and I am in the basement with Javon and Therese. Shine. <laughs> What's up? It's your girl, Monifa, and you're tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> hey, it's your girl, Allison Williams, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> Hey, this is Lenny Williams, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese playing my kind of music. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show. With your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement. With your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway, but she did um, mention none other than Shaka Khan as one of her. Why you gotta say wait a minute? Why you gotta say Shaka? She did mention no other than Shaka Khan. I'm like, where does your voice go? What happened? What's happening? Even the mere mention of her name. (laughs) Silence. Oh gosh! Would you believe I'm blushing? Just yes, hard. <laughs> You're speechless, blushing. That's the thing. Speechless, blushing. Rezzy, I can't help it. 
It's a shocker. It's a shocker rehab, you know. Cure for this. I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, princess, though, Jay. I'm going to send y'all some perfume. I'll, I'll definitely I'll get an address. I'll send y'all out tomorrow. You can send me some cologne. Cause, I mean, oh, you know. Cologne. Yeah. I, I Just in that. case I me some cologne, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, dokie, man. Whatever you say. I just wanted to wish everybody um, a happy Shaka Kanaka. Shaka All right. Thank you. Let, let's carry on. I'm sorry. Javon, yeah, there's a pill you're going to be able to take. I promise I can tell them which way you went, but they're coming for you. With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just do this. And I think it's it's time, Therese, to do a little rapid fire with um, Mr. Richard Pryor, Jr. I think so. I think so. So, (laughs) (laughs) don't worry, we won't hurt you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.